This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. The biggest challenge was definitely pit road. Going down pit road the first time with about 40 signs waving in your face. You've never <laughs> done it before. You're like, well, yeah, because here you went, goes this. Yeah, you went and practiced prior to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I drove the pit car for two years yeah. here, so I mean, I thought yeah. I was going to be, I was like, oh, man, that's not going to be hard. Welcome to Fast Lane Family with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Welcome to Fast Lane Family presented by Charlie Soap. Check out their products at charliesoap.com. They promise to gently release grease and grime without harsh abrasives, bleach, and cheap perfume. You can purchase all their products from surface cleaners all the way to laundry soap directly at their website or use their store locator to find the nearest Charlie Soap retailer near you. Today in studio, I've got two guests with me today. My husband, L.W. Miller, who is also the director of motorsports here at Junior Motorsports and oversees the late model program. And we have a two-time track champion and driver of the 88 Speed Co. late model for Junior Motorsports, Josh Berry. How are y'all today? Doing great. Glad to be here. Yep. Excited to do this for the first time. Yeah, right. Are you mad because I haven't asked you before now? A little bit. I guess I haven't done any, anything special yet, so I guess this is all right. Yeah. You have Championship. To. Well, we're going to talk about the special things that you've done later, so we're not going to we're not going to break right into that, but you you've had a special year and finally today uh you are deserving to be on Fastlane family. Finally. So I know you're excited about that. It's a big step. <laughs> <laughs> finally. Uh, it makes me feel good too that people are vying to be on here, you know. So like, when am I going to be on Fastlane family? Oh, Debbie's lucky. He's been on here for... Yeah, I got. I, I think I was on the original, so I got started You were started on the original. Out, so I, yeah. That was good. Lucky duck. Yep. All right, Josh. So we are going to start out, like I do with pretty much every guest on the show, and, and just talk about how you got to Junior Motorsports. I am going to pick on you because you were a bank teller before you came here, which I think is, I think is really cool. You know, I'm the head of a bank board, so I think that's really cool. But, uh, you know, talk about what led you to Junior Motorsports and, and the path that got you here. Uh, really, I started racing when I was eight back home and I raced with my dad and and uh, we raced legend cars back home in Nashville raced different tracks around there and uh, also in like about 2007 I'd say 2008 started racing I racing and that's uh, the connection that I made with Dale Jr. was um, you know met him on there and, and and raced with him someone there and developed a friendship you know just mutually through racing online really and toward the end of 2009 we were kind of to the point where we weren't probably weren't going to race much anymore if at all and me and Dale talked about that, and he, you know, pretty much told me that I could come test his late model if I, you know, and we would work on it and see how it went from there, and there was no real expectations at first. I mean, it was just come test, and we'll see how it goes, and good luck, you know, throw you to the wolves, have fun, and uh, the first test went really well, and, and that earned me my first race, and then my first race went pretty well, and then that earned me my second race, and then my second race, and then, you know, it's... That's Four years later, you're still here. Yeah. yeah. So has Dale ever said, you know, what stood out about you online for him to kind of develop those friendships? Because he's ha- he has stories like that, TJ Majors and, you know, a few others. I'm not really sure. He, <laughs> I, I think the, the driving characteristics, I mean, a couple of times he said, you know, that he could see things that happen in those races, the situations that you get put in that show you're a smart race car driver, you know. I mean, it's hard to really tell the flat-out talent somebody has from something like that. But, you know, in different situations, you could probably gather if somebody's a good race car driver or not. I mean, you see that all the time in real-life racing, so uh, I'm sure you can get the same out of that. That's true. So when you came to North Carolina, to Mooresville, you lived with my mom and Willie. (laughs) What do you think about that? I mean, you don't even know these people, and you're moving in with them. (laughs) I know. It it was interesting. I mean, it was was really nice. They were great to me, and, and she's a really good cook. I still miss that to this day. 
yeah, I, I can't quite cook like that, so I'd probably go back tomorrow if I could. <laughs> yeah, I just can't imagine you being, I mean, what, you were 18-ish or so. 19, when you, yeah, yeah. 19 when you moved over here, and, and um, you're like, all right, I'm going to live with Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s parents. Dale Earnhardt Jr. wants me to come over here and, and drive for him and test this out, so it pretty must have been pretty overwhelming. It was at first a little bit, and then... Uh, I don't know. You just kind of got to put it behind you, I guess, once you, you know, so you don't get overwhelmed. You just kind of got to put all that behind you and just focus on what you got to do. And I think that's what helped me excel at it when I first started was just focusing on the racing and, and not worrying about everything else. So this is your fourth full season with JRM. And I know at home, LW talks really highly of you and the growth and, and all that you've achieved over the last four years. LW, you've yeah. been a good mentor. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I came, I wasn't here for the first year of Josh's trial, I guess, if you want to call that. And, and I don't know what, he ran six or nine races, I guess, the first season <clears throat> part-time. But I, then I was a, I, I came into the program for your first full season and, you know, didn't really know you whatsoever, didn't know anything about the program, just, uh, you know, through my relationship with, with you, Kelly. Dale was intrigued by my what I did with late models and such. I've been a short track racer my whole life. So he thought it was really cool and brought me into the program. So, you know, I came into the program not knowing anybody here or, or anything about it. And it kind of just got paired up with you, Josh. And, and I think that, you know, I remember back to when I first started at that time, you were still working here in the nationwide shop full time, uh, washing cars and breaking down cars after the, the races and, and learning the ins and outs of racing, which I think you had very little conception of, of that time of what you were getting involved in. You know, after about a year of that, we moved you out to the late model shop full time and, and you became, I guess, uh, a mentor to me as far as on the race cars and, and racing. And at that time I was still racing in a modified series. So I think that it was kind of cool that you could I, you can relate to a lot of things that I talked to you about as a, a young driver. You Your ears were open. And, you know, you, as much as you've always impressed me as far as your driving talent, you've impressed me that much more with your ability to learn racing, learn people, adapt to people, uh, and, and pretty much prove yourself as, you know, as I see here today, I would think of you as, as a great race car driver as well as a great racer, period. And I definitely you know, can say that you didn't, you know, you may have thought you had it and you may have had some of that in you from the start, but you didn't. I mean, you were a bank teller. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I, I, did you work on a lot of your legend cars prior yeah. to coming over? Yeah. 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 I mean, I was yeah. around, but, but like you said, I mean, you, you're still, your concept of racing is so much different, you know, back then. I mean, even probably when you started, I mean, you, you learned so much. The experience that I gained working here was, you know, so valuable to me, especially when it, uh, you know, of course, working on the race cars, I think that, you know, obviously that made me way, you know, better. I mean, I couldn't have done it without, you know, learning from the pe these people here. And uh, it definitely helped me out a lot there. And I think it, the people part of it, like you, like you talked about and being involved, I mean, even when I went and raced Iowa, we talked about this several times that the majority of the crew were people that I had worked with and, and they had that much more respect for the fact that I had earned it and it, you know, it just made it gel and, and be that, you know, it just went that much smoother because of that, I feel like. I like to, to take credit for your, your mentor part in racing, but I mean, there honestly is probably 40 or 50 people in this building that have been very, they've been there to see your whole development. So everybody is really, in, you know, what you do is important to them because they're all, they all have that same feeling like, oh yeah, I taught that kid. I mean, whether it be working on the race cars or packing wheel bearings or even washing race cars everybody here at junior motorsports had a hand in forming you into the racer that you are and and then you have 
you've taken the ball and excelled as far as your ability to to learn and 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 really i think that one of the things that you know i've always told you is that everybody else can get you to a certain point but you got to get yourself to the next and i think that you've done a, a superb job of of doing that so i know a story where lw's mentorship was a failure and it involved fishing oh god <laughs> <laughs> so so Josh, you're not much of an outdoors person in general, no. like, you know, hunting and fishing type no, of outdoors. No. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was a great fisherman that so day. So LW yeah. leads you on this great fishing expedition up in North Carolina uh, streams. Well, first off, <laughs> let it be known that they pretty much had to talk me into going because we were working, we are doing whatever. I don't even remember what we were doing at the time, and I'm like, oh, I got stuff to do. And he's like, oh, come on, it'll be fun, it'll be fun, it'll be fun. They finally <laughs> talked me into it, and we, we had a great day fishing. We 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 <laughs> caught all these fish. We were me and you. We thought we were really doing something. Yeah, until yeah. the uh, wildlife officer walked up and told us we were fishing in waters that we were not supposed to be fishing in. Yeah. Uh, no wonder the fish were so plentiful. Yeah, well, I mean, well, yeah, they, they, and, just, they just got dropped true. there. I thought it would be neat to take the whole late model team out on. We'd been we had a good year. We'd been having some fun, and I said, "Let's all just take off and and, and take the day and go fishing." So I guess there was five or six of us all piled in in, mm-hmm. the, in the car and, and went fishing into the North Carolina mountains. And I had the map. I'm pretty much the one that headed up the whole program, had the map of where we were going to fish and got the poles and the bait and everything we needed. And Josh and I, we all kind of branched off. Well, Josh and I kind of branched off and we found this little hole and we were catching fish like I've never caught fish. Like one of those days, it's too good to be true. This is way too good to be true. And since I'd caught my limit of fish first, I, I, I took liberty to start cleaning everybody's fish so we have all these trout on this line and i'm cleaning them out and you know just basking in how great this was and i looked up and there was a wildlife officer standing on the bank looking at me and josh was standing next to me and i leaned up to him and smiled and said man you all must have just put these fish in here today he said actually we put them in yesterday and these waters are not open for fishing and uh from there it went downhill yeah (laughs) so we all got tickets from the north carolina game commission uh, about it for fishing in, in the water that wasn't open for the season yet. And I guess I learned a good lesson in, in my fishing guide abilities that I, I haven't taken anyone since. But I will say that the fines that we played were a very small expense for the great time the we had in the outdoors. Had. <laughs> we were the, I think the best part about I think about we had 32 fish altogether. Yeah, I think, yeah, and then we didn't even get any of them. The best part about that was I think when we were walking out, we're like, man, there's no way that there was those signs. We couldn't have walked past those signs when we were walking in here, and we passed about 40 of them. Yeah. <laughs> we were so they were on every tree, everywhere <laughs> we looked there, right there. We're the, like, oh, I mean, well, there's one, there's one, there's and one. And I know you should know better. I mean, he, you know, if you look in his map, it's it's several years old, and there's spots marked everywhere well, where he there, likes to fish. there lies the problem. My map of the North Carolina trout waters <laughs> was several years old, <laughs> so it wasn't really up to date on, on the specific rules of each water. But I would, I mean, that was, I think, one of our funnest days together, and I would do it all over again, even though the, the wildlife officer would disagree. It was it was well <laughs> worth the price paid in fines to, I mean, you know, you're, I am, I, I love the outdoors. I live for the outdoors, and you're not. And, and just to see you that day having fun catching fish, I got pictures still. I thought that, it was too easy. I still have pictures <laughs> on my phone of you with all those trout, as proud as can be of all of our fish until he showed up. So You're like, yeah. dang, I might do this again. It was know, so it was, easy yeah, and fun. <laughs> 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 all right, well, let's fast forward to uh, 2014. By far, I guess you would describe this as your best year ever. Definitely. And you're racing. I uh, I mean, really, the uh, across the board, I mean, obviously, you know, the success we had at Hickory and, and also getting a win at Southern National, too, you know, nine wins, ten wins. Ten wins. Ten, ten wins. Yep. Nine at Hickory, one at, one at Southern National. And, uh, I mean, that success, I mean, it's something that we haven't had 
ever, I don't think, really, with the late model program. You know, I'd won four races, I think, up to the over four years. And uh, to win 10 in one season, I mean, <laughs> a lot of people don't do that. I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean, there's only a couple of people out there that have more wins than I do in late model racing, you know, late model stock racing where we're at now. And uh, and also, I mean, we've only ran probably 20 or 22 times, something like that. Yeah, so we we're almost like won almost half the races 20, we've been yeah, in. 21 yeah. events. And that's where uh, you obviously have figured out Hickory and, and learned how to dominate that racetrack. Uh, the cool thing that, that we don't bring light to is the fact that you went to Southern National one time this year and you won there. You went to South Boston one time this year and ran second there. Yeah. You know, the, the naysayers would say, oh, well, you're just racing at Hickory or, you know, this and that. I mean, really, you didn't. You proved yourself as a late model stock driver everywhere you went. Uh, and that's, you know, I think that I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of the, the junior motorsports late model program period. Mm -hmm. And you won the chat track championship at Hickory uh, this year, missing a race uh, in your nationwide debut at Iowa. So, what was that like? It was uh, the race. I mean, it was so much fun going there and running that. I mean, it was uh, it was a little bit of a challenge, you know, knowing that we had to, you know, come back from the deal at Hickory. But, I mean, at the same time, I mean, I'd do it 100 times over, you know, just because it was so much fun going out there and racing. And uh, I really feel like it went well, and, and we had a lot of fun. And, and I said, uh, you know, after the race that I hoped I get more opportunities. And, you know, I know we're, we're all working on that. And it's just been, it was so much fun going out there and going, you know, right next to those guys, racing with Elliot Sadler and people you've watched on TV since I was, you know, young. I mean, it's it, it really is like that. I mean, I can only imagine how Chase feels, you know, beating those guys like he has and leading the points. And uh, like I said, it was a blast. And um, I can't wait to do it again. What did you take away from there, you know, professionally from your first run in, a, in the Nationwide car? Just really you know how how hard it really is i mean it, and and we and like i said we could have easily ran probably top 10 you know with a little bit better situations you know and just a little bit more experience on my end probably the the racing part it really i felt like i figured that out pretty easy i mean there's a lot of stuff with the arrow and stuff that you got to get learned from where a late model race center is not there and, and it really does make a big difference you know as they talk about it on tv <laughs> you know you think <laughs> oh that, yeah they're probably you know it really does matter the most the biggest challenge was definitely pit road going down pit road the first time with about 40 signs waving in your face you've never done it before you're like <laughs> well yeah because hey, you here went, goes this <laughs> yeah you went and practiced prior to that yeah. just kind of getting in the car and stopping and starting well, and pitting and all but it, i mean hello you're in the middle of a race like you said 40 yeah signs i mean even still <laughs> i mean I, I drove the pit car for two years yeah. here so i mean i thought yeah. i was gonna be i was like oh man that's not gonna be hard <laughs> But uh, that was definitely the challenging part of it, I'd say, and and that was where our struggles were a little bit, a little bit on my end and and with the pit crew, and and I think if we improve that next time, I think we'll be doing even better. Were you ready to to kind of beat your dad down? He was one proud dad for having that opportunity, and yeah. just in general for you this year. Yeah, he was he was pumped. I mean, he's done so much for me. I mean, like, cause really, you know, it's just been me and him the whole way. So uh, it really meant so much to him to be able to do that yeah. and <laughs> see that all happen and. Uh, he told me after the race, he he was so excited after the race, after seeing all that. He just he drove from Iowa all the way to Tennessee nonstop. Didn't wow. stop once. Didn't sleep. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure he, you know, stopped <laughs> to eat or something. But, yeah, but he didn't stop to sleep, I mean. So, I mean, it, 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 the excitement for him was definitely uh, big. Yeah, he doesn't miss a lot of the he, – he gets to quite a bit of your races, and especially the, the bigger ones and mm -hmm. the key. He was here this – this past Saturday uh, when you won the track championship at Hickory. So he drives far and wide. Yeah, Follow you around. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was uh, 
you know, you your race at Iowa, I obviously and I and I stated you know publicly that I think that that Dale Jr. and myself were more nervous than you were for it, and I thought in my heart that man, you must really be nervous. But I'll, I'll have to say that that I was superly impressed with how cool you kept your composure the whole time. I mean, you didn't. I mean, I can say that I would have definitely been more nervous than you. At least you showed, in knowing you the way I know you. You, you. It's not that you just hit it. You just didn't have it. You were. You seemed very comfortable and confident, and and I was like, super impressed with that. As far as how you, uh, you exceeded my expectations there, way beyond what I can even imagine for somebody's first time in that position. So that was really. I mean, that was really cool. Uh, that 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 impressed me the most there. Yeah, right before the race, you were. You're pacing, I was, no, I was, shaking. I was for weeks uh, before the race. Don't run, worry, walking it wasn't around just in circles. <laughs> Imagine yeah. how he's going to be when Wyatt races. <laughs> oh I say when. I know he's going to at some point. Yeah, yeah, he'll yeah. be all over top of it. Yeah, because he was. LW was nervous for you. Uh-huh. Maybe you didn't show it, but he was. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I could tell. <laughs> I was. Cool under pressure is a good trait for you to have Definitely. in this environment for sure. So we have a pretty uh, big announcement for Josh and for Junior Motorsports. We have worked, as Josh said, really hard, and and we're still working. We'd love to put Josh in more races, uh, but we're going to be going to Homestead in the number five car with you with Ragu as our partner. Awesome. Pimping some spaghetti sauce. (laughs) Definitely. uh, I mean, it's it's so exciting for me, and I'm very thankful that Ragu came on board and, and everybody at JRM worked as hard as they did, especially you two guys for for putting that together and trying to make it happen for me and it's it's so cool to see happen really just like we talked about a minute ago you know with uh when i first started driving late model it was it was one race and then hopefully if one race went good it went to two and now we're at two so hopefully if number two goes good we can do more and that you know that's that's definitely what i want to do and i'm just so i'm excited to go do that and i think i have a pretty good feeling that's going to be a real exciting weekend for all of junior motorsports that that weekend absolutely it's going to be a long drive for Dad from Nashville to Homestead. Yeah, he, I, don't know, I might have to see if he's he might going to have get a plane ticket sleep. for that one or something. Maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. So what will you do between now and, and then to prepare for Homestead, a place that you've never been? They have that on iRacing, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I probably, I've ran there some. Probably just do about the same thing I did the first time. You know, they got uh, these guys gave me some a lot of video from the race and in-car footage and stuff like that, and you watch stuff like that. And even, even turning laps on iRacing probably isn't a bad thing. I mean, there's no you know real other way to do it and uh just watch the races and study as much as you can talk to as many people you know talk to dale talk to kevin i talked to kevin a lot and you know before iowa and regan and chase and everybody and just just try to annoy everybody as much as i can <laughs> just asking them questions and and trying to you know put in effort to try to prepare myself i mean that's all that's all you can do when you go into a situation like that yeah such a big opportunity a lot of fun what do you have for advice for other people that you know, want to do what you do and, and how you have got this far. I don't know. I definitely, I know, when people ask me for advice, it's a big question. It, it really is. It's so hard. To, <laughs> and it's different for everybody. It's so hard. Know? I mean, the, you know, the best advice I can give someone is number one, work hard at what you're doing. I mean, it, it, even when you're, you work on it, if you're a driver, then, you know, know your race car, work on your race car, help the people that work on your race car, you know, be involved. I mean, cause that goes a long way with these people. you know, when you can, you know, be involved with them and, and, work right there side by side with them I think it's like when you talked about with me working here I think a lot of people respected me because I had done washed the cars and drove the pit stop car and and it got me that much more respect when I finally got my shot you know that everybody was all in and 100 you know 110 percent behind me and 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 even you know just motivating me and doing everything they could and probably then you know the second big thing I would say would be to to figure out a way to 
motivate the people around you that work for you and help you. You know, I mean, it's the, we've had the same late model team for four years. I mean, there's not really been, you know, we've had the same core guys and, you know, I've just always tried to do the best I can to, you know, keep the guy, you know, keep them positive and, and, and show to them that, you know, I believe in them as much as they believe in me. And I think that's a, that's a big thing in racing is being able to do that and keep your people on your side. Well, you definitely do a good, I mean, you both do a good job at that because you do have a dedicated group of people that are there each and every week. I, when I late model race, and I, I think it was partially just because I was a girl, it was hard for me to get people to want to go every weekend. But, you know, you've got people here that, that work full-time jobs at Junior Motorsports that go on Saturdays. You've got uh, Ryan Vasconcellos, who pretty much is like your crew chief, yeah. who works full-time at Caterpillar and then, you know, comes over and works. So a lot of, um, you know, they... they sweat a lot at their their normal jobs and then come over and help you and so you guys are doing something right to continue to keep that those that's kind of a, people that's a big important part i mean that's when it comes to the success i mean like i said we've got we've been doing this for four years now so i mean it's just everything goes so smoothly now that we've all worked together for this long and then you know it definitely pays off i mean you look at jimmy or chad or steve and dell jr now their fourth year yeah. or whatever now he's leaving but you know up until then, I mean, that's important when it comes yeah. to racing. It pays to, uh, to stay together like that and, and jail together like that. So I know Homestead's next for you, but kind of uh, what's in your big picture? I mean, I, I know you're a race car driver. You want to race. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, obviously Homestead and, and I'm really going to work hard to hope, you know, hopefully that goes well and, and we can do some more in, in, you know, next year. I mean, that's the, that's the plan. I mean, I want to be the I want to be the person that, that does that. I mean, I want everybody here to be like, oh, I remember when he washed cars and now he's driving for us and he's doing great. You know, I mean, I, I, want, to, I want to be that guy and I think I can do it. And, and uh, that'd be so exciting for all of us, I think. I, yes. I mean, it's the, that's the goal. It's the story that, you know, of how Junior Motorsports came to be and you're the perfect uh, character to play in that storybook as it plays out because that's why Dale started Junior Motorsports to give people like you that opportunity. And um, the sports change to where that it makes it harder to do that and um that it, was the sole purpose originally yeah, it's definitely <laughs> when you listen to the you know the fast lane family podcast it sounds a lot easier than it's been no I mean, it's you know, not i think me and him have probably wanted to choke each other a few times and, uh, yeah but as, it's yeah, just been as, a lot as, of hard work and, yeah, and mean, that's from we, everyone i mean you know you two and and dale stayed behind me and you know of course all of our team and and speedco for i mean speedco's been on board you know for three years now and Darren Odell and Speedco's been behind us, and it's just been such a team effort, you know, and it, and it goes back to, like I said, you know, motivating people around you, and, and I've been lucky enough to be able to do that, to keep all you guys behind me, and that's why I've been <laughs> been still around, I guess. I haven't gone away yet. Yep, we, uh, we've we had to shake you up a couple times by the by the scruff of the neck yeah. and get you set straight, and here you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel, obviously, a, a, a main part of the success of the late model program, but ultimately, you know, over the past couple of years, you've stepped up and made it so much easier for me to step back and concentrate more on what I'm doing over here at Junior Motorsports, um, more so than just on the late models. And what you do, it, like I said, is so much more in depth than just driving that race car. I mean, I, I feel like we have, you know, I can call you once a day, check up on things and know that we're all good. And, and, and you know, with your, you and Brian Schaefer over there, it makes it so easy for that program just to roll along so smooth. I've had a great year with you. William Byron coming on board with Liberty University and, and, and you've I think it's been cool to see you who you are now and in, in instilling some of the mentor qualities that I used on you and I watch you do that with William and you know that's I've seen a lot of neat things happen and progress for you over the last few years but I mean 
the, the success of that program really is more than just your driving ability and, and working on cars. You've really carried the, the late model program and, and been a huge addition in, in support and the backbone of that as I've stepped a little bit further away and, and from the outside looking in now, it's, it's, it's really neat to see. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's something we didn't mention was, was William and how well he did this year, you know, and yeah. we still got more racing left, but he's, you know, he finally got his first win a couple weeks ago and that was long overdue, but yeah. I mean, he had a bunch of second places to me, Yeah. you know, so, um, he yeah. could have easily, you know, had four or five wins. And, I mean, out of a rookie, that's pretty impressive. I mean, he really done a great job. And, and uh, bringing Liberty on board was obviously real exciting for us and as a good partner for us to have on the late model. So um, it was definitely, I mean, a big success. I mean, the whole program really took off. I mean, you look at how, how good of a season we had across the board with that. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that when I asked you the question about giving advice to uh, others because – you know, when we announced that we were adding another late model program to Junior Motorsports, you know, it would be real easy in your position to see that as competition. Okay, this young kid's coming in, and where am I going to fit in, and what am I going to do? But you, I mean, in my opinion, I may be behind the scenes. <laughs> Everybody has no. some of those thoughts, right? But, no. but no, seriously, I mean, you you have been just really level headed about it, and and been a great support system to William. I think. I think, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So that, it it makes it, you know, especially after, you know, this being our second year of doing it, it's been that much easier. And I think it's improved, you know, it's really improved and showed a lot this year. I mean, it was, I, I really like William and I like helping him. I mean, I yeah. think he's, a, and he listens to me, so that makes <laughs> it good. You know, right? yeah. When I talk to him, he listens to me, so it makes it easy to talk to him. Well, you've done a good job because one thing that was brought to my attention today, um, William's father actually re told me some of the, the facts from Hickory this year. And you said on the poll nine times, and William sat on the pole seven times. So wow. six, 16 of the 18 races at Hickory, we we had the pole um, for qualifying. And that there's the one the one thing that I could say that I taught you and and I and I could teach William or any young driver. But the one thing I'd say that I can't teach anybody is how to qualify because I've never <laughs> been a good qualifier. And I told William that going in. And you have definitely picked up the ball there because to teach him whatever you've taught him to where he's out there qualifying on the pole seven times in his rookie year is pretty impressive <laughs> so yeah. that alone says a lot for what you've accomplished uh that so. that reminds me too of something when you're you asked about the nationwide race and probably when you want to talk about being nervous the most nervous i was was when i had to go out when they i got bumped to 13th and had to go back out there and bump oh, into the field and qualifying. That, was, that was that was nothing like qualifying in hickory yeah. <laughs> 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 like, hickory's easy there's nothing like doing that man so what else do you like to do besides racing i don't know not very much. You're just hard racing. <laughs> die hard racing. Yeah, yeah, I don't really. I mean, I don't, like we were talking about our fishing story. We saw fishing worked out for me, so I guess I can't do that anymore. <laughs> and uh, I haven't uh, talked him into getting into hunting yet. Uh, he, uh, unfortunately, he's experienced from the outside looking in all the work that goes along with hunting with LW. So yes. I haven't got him into going with me yet because yeah, he knows all the work that don't entail as far as preparing. Well, good. <laughs> let's so let so if you don't have any other likes out uh, outside of racing that you do because you just constantly. <laughs> trade on that full time we're gonna have to learn something about your personality somehow so what's in your fridge you're a bachelor uh, you're, you no. have a roommate mm, yeah i yeah. have a roommate yeah frozen pizza <laughs> some of that mm, probably cereal yep we got cereal and soup whatever you can cook fast i mean that's what i was talking about brenda i mean and she a microwave had all, yeah you know when i lived with brenda she had all this cool stuff to eat and i'm like man this is this is awesome so, it's like, the like typical bachelor pad you go in, are your trophies, like, around, and you just got, like, black leather furniture or something like that, and or is it, like, decorated? Uh, it's it's not, it's actually kind of halfway decorated. It doesn't look too bad. It not really, it was like that when I got there, though. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll take credit for it, but, 
But uh, yeah, we get we're we're actually filling up the living room with trophies. My roommate's probably not going to be too impressed with that. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I mean, there's not yeah, there's not too much going on there. No animals, no nothing. No, Just, I don't have any animals. Yeah. And your girlfriend lives a couple hours away, so yep, you don't so have to I worry about that doing yeah. the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, work, that works out, you know. Week, you know, weekends. So <laughs> the week, bachelor it up. All right, LW, we, we're just on the uh, onset of hunting season. You know what that means? Yes, scent-free. Scent-free in the whole house. I think you just got on Kennedy the other day for something that she had. I think she slept in the bed while you were gone, and you're like, what was she, what did she have on, or something stinks or smells or something, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I could get a hint of her perfume or her body lotion or something. Kennedy's a lotions and potions person. <laughs> so scent-free hunting season means that Charlie Soap is a perfect product for us. Because what's their slogan? If you're looking for flowers, what, what is it again, Amanda? If you're looking for flowers, <laughs> go pick them, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for flowers, go pick them. So it's yeah. good, good for us. Well, yeah, I, I guess I was very excited to hear that you, Charlie Soap, had, had become a part of your show and thought that was really cool. And then the more I learned about Charlie Soap, the more excited I got because I have always been very scent conscious. As a hunter, I, I don't like any kind of scent on my clothing, even on my street clothing. So the first thing I did when you got the Charlie Soap detergent was read the container. And I don't know that was all the way, if you know the whole story behind the whole situation of our new wash machine. But when I read the container from the Charlie Soap, it said that you should run a couple loads of the soap through the machine. Maybe it says with towels as one of the times to get rid of the residue from the other detergents. Well, here about three weeks ago, I was preparing some of my hunting clothes and after reading that, I thought to myself, hmm, we've been scent free in the, lo- in the wash machine for a long time, but I still smell a scent. So to one up just <laughs> running a few loads through, I went and bought a new wash machine. Oh, yes. So we could have a truly scent free wash machine that didn't have any other detergents uh, still lingering in there. And since then, we've only used the Charlie soap in there. So that's uh, that's been pretty cool. I don't think that, uh, you know, most people probably don't go to that extent of being scent free. But to me, it, it seems to work pretty good. No, I'm I'm into essential oils and I was last night I was like gonna take my diffuser into our bedroom and I don't know, run some lavender or something in through it and the first thing that came in my head was, Oh, nope, that's not gonna work. LW would be like, That's gonna get on my clothes, that's getting on the towels, that's getting on the sheets. Yeah, I I, yes, I have to go to my own room where I can have some scent. Well, after <laughs> yeah, after a lot of years, I guess, of being scent-free, I mean, I wear scent-free deodorant. I, everything I have is scent-free, so it's real easy for me to pick up on scent because I'm not around scent, so it's easy. Any little bit of perfume smell or, or scented smell I catch. So yep. yeah, I've, I've been a, a big supporter of the Charlie Soap to this point. Well, it's working out for us and LW loves the product. So you guys go check it out at charliesoap.com. Uh, you can purchase all their products directly from the website. And uh, as I said earlier, you can go to the store locator and hopefully find a, a retailer near you. I know that they're they're working to get more and more of the product out there. It's time for Ask Kelly. Remember that you can submit your questions through Twitter at Earnhardt Kelly using the hashtag Ask Kelly. And you can also submit them to my Facebook page at Kelly K. Earnhardt. Our first question is from Josh Kreitz on Facebook. Out of all the commercials that Dale Jr. has done, is there one that stands out of, as a favorite of yours? <laughs> this is a hard one. Dale, Dale as you know, ton. has been in a ton of commercials, <laughs> right? And no disrespect to uh, any of his current partners, but I guess if I look back on the ones that just really made me laugh, there were a lot of Budweiser ones. And the one that stands out in my head is the one that they're carving the eight all into the 
their lawn. It just was kind of going along the fanatics and loyalness of um, Dell Jr. fans and all that. And, and, you know, they're decorating their house with all these eights and bud stuff and all that kind of stuff. So I, I thought that one was really cute. Of late. Oh, uh, I, hands down, the best commercial ever, in my opinion, of Dell Jr.'s is the one where he's in the convenience store. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Diet the last, Dew. Yeah. The last yeah. Mountain Dew. Yeah. The last Diet Dew. And he trades it for the car, yeah. out, the race car out front. His, his phrase of, man, I love that stuff. That, that's like, that's a, like, that's like a Clint Eastwood line that, that we're going to be using 40 years from now. Yeah, that is a good one. And I see, I didn't have that one in my bank. I'm sitting here thinking of like of all the commercials and the Dale call. And I just, I just love because we watched Duck Dynasty and that just really made sense to me. I, yeah. I really that, that, laughed that was, over that one. That, well, that was a funny one, but yeah. Yeah, that was a the, funny the, one. The, I love that stuff phrases, like, yeah. a, like the Clint Eastwood phrase that you're going to And remember. his facial expression during that was yeah. just like... I love that stuff. Yep. <laughs> like, that's like, go ahead and make my day. Punk. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Next question is from Twitter, and it's from at aross119. What do you think Amy's chances are of the better half dash coming up here at Charlotte Motor Speedway? Yeah, I'm so glad that this question was asked. Um, I'm really excited for Amy to run in the better half dash. The proceeds uh, benefit Motor Racing Outreach, which is a great program that travels around the tracks and, and provides – uh, a great support system for all those that travel every weekend. And, uh, I, you know, I think Amy, she's a spunky, feisty girl. So I think she can definitely do it. And I'm looking forward to her, uh, you know, getting out there and practice. Her first practice is next Tuesday uh, when she gets a chance to get in the car and, and drive it. Uh, we're going to have her on the radio show next week. Yeah. So we'll get a, a bird's eye view from her of how it went next Tuesday when she runs on, on next week's show. Um, I'm, I'm going to put all my money on her. How about you, Eldad? Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, I, I agree. I think that that Amy is is spunky, and and I think that she's got a competitive nature that yes. probably doesn't show show all the way in her personality if people see. But I think that she definitely does have the competitive nature. She's going to want to go. She's going to want to go. She's not going to just settle for going out and riding around. So I think uh, it's going to be really exciting. It'll be good. And you can also check out MRA's website. Uh, you can go in there and check out all the driver's bios yes. that are participating, all the all the girls and women that are doing it. And uh, you can actually donate uh, online there. And I think the most donations, that driver gets to start on the poll. So that'd be pretty cool, too. So go check it Junior out. Junior Nation so, needs yeah. to weigh in. Amy Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Last question is from Will Hoffman on Facebook. Uh, Dale seems to be big into fantasy football leagues. Do you join any of them during the football season? No. Amy actually started a, a girls football league, but um, I just don't – we don't watch sports. I mean, we, you know, very rarely do we watch football or, or really any other sport. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, just the whole even talking with Josh about it, I'm, I'm – Yeah, we're clueless. The, the word fantasy football, <laughs> that's what I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm actually a Giants fan because when we were in military school, our cheerleading coach uh, dated a person that played for the New York Giants. So I just latched onto the Giants, and of course, you know everybody knows that Dell's a Redskins fan. So I just, you know, I I just don't have a lot of interest in it. Goodness. So if Redskins and Giants go to the Super Bowl this year, this this <laughs> might be a household divide, a family divided here. We might. No, yeah. I think I think that <laughs> as much as as much as she says that she's the fan, I still think that Dale's Redskin support. We all we they all kind of we all we all back it. him on yeah. that. I mean, yeah. I guess because we don't we're not into it, we we can't do anything but but back him on his support of yeah. them. So that's that's who we would pull for with yeah. or without. He your, he is uh, aggressively working on all the kids to be Skins fans, and he's told Kennedy. He said that's your 
that's your MO. You've got to make Wyatt a Redskins fan because <laughs> me or LW, neither being sports fans, we're probably not going <laughs> to influence him very much. <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, I have some final thoughts for you. Sweet or salty? Salty. Beach or mountains? Beach. Dogs or cats? Dogs, definitely. <laughs> this to me is a funny question because I know what you drive, but sports car or truck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it classifies as either one. <laughs> Economy it's vehicle, not a bad maybe. car, <laughs> but, you know, it's not a bad car. But if you had your druthers, would you buy a sports car or truck? Truck, probably. <laughs> Football or basketball? Football. Are you really into other sports? Do you like? Um, yeah, sports? I like. Yeah, I guess that was something. I mean, I really like football. Play, of course, play fantasy football. So usually on Sundays, that's you know. How's your league glued doing to so that? Far? Two and zero. Oh. Oh, Two wow. and zero. Oh, yeah, laying it down, pick. laying it down. Yeah. Beer or liquor? Beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Josh. I appreciate it and certainly wish you the best of luck in Homestead. Thank you. And we do have 10 races next year in the five car. If anybody wants to call us up and talk about sponsoring Josh and help him further his career, that'd be awesome. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us on Fastlane Family presented by Charlie Soap. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. I appreciate everyone tuning in to Fastlane Family, presented by Charlie's Soap today. Now go visit charliesoap.com and check out their unbelievable line of cleaning products. Tackle some of your toughest cleaning projects and help support this wonderful sponsor of Dirty Mo Radio. Again, that's charliesoap.com.